eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone, and welcome in here to Fighting Ever Fighting, a GoPowerCat.com podcast where we catch up with K-State athletes, former and maybe even current. Today, we talk to Echo Boydo. Before we get to that conversation, we bring in Echo. Don't forget to drop a like on this video if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to GoPowerCat.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now we bring in Echo Boydo, a native of Lawrence, Kansas. Echo, thanks for uh, hopping on today. It's, it's good, good to talk to you. Uh, I want to talk to you first, immediately right off the jump. You just got done with Pro Day um, here, here in Manhattan about a week ago. Um, Tell me about that experience and uh, and what is your process looking like as you get ready to go on to the next level? Yeah, uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. Um, and uh, just being back in Manhattan with with the guys uh, coming back too for Pro Day, that was just a blast. Uh, getting to just, um, just talk to them and see how they've been doing and everything uh, was a lot of fun. And then, of course, Pro Day, uh, just being able to get the opportunity to perform in all or perform in front of all 32 teams um, was just a blessing uh, just so I can show off uh, some of my skills. And I think I did that. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think everybody around college football, around the Big 12 knows about your speed. Um, some people's clocked you at a four two seven. Some people had you in in the low four three range. What what did you think? I mean, did you get an official number on that? And and is that kind of where you thought you would you would run? Um, I mean, I don't know about an official number. Uh, they all have different times, really. But I'm definitely running with the fast one. Whatever, whichever one was the fastest one, I'll take. Uh, but. Um, coming into it, I was always training to run under 4.3. Uh, I've ran a laser time 4.3 a few years back. So I know that I'm definitely a 4.3, if not sub 4.3 guy. Yeah. And I mean, just for some, for some context for, for the listeners and the viewers at home, 
I've known Echo since high school. Uh, you played at Lawrence, I played at Lake North, and um, we we had some good battles over the years. And and before, before as we really get into this podcast, the one story, the first time I knew who Echo Bordo was, um, I we were playing against you guys. I was a senior, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, Arlen Bruce was our running back at the time. He's now at Oklahoma State as a receiver. He was at Iowa. Um, yeah. I think we were at our own one yard line and he carried the ball, broke through the line and he was gone. It was a touchdown. It was gonna, we were going to score a 99 yard touchdown run. I'm on the field and all of a sudden here comes Echo Voido on the far side, just running down this, running down the field. He hawks him from behind and I'm like, who is that guy? And they're like, oh yeah, that kid's going to K-State. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And that was the first time I was introduced to your game and, um, I think K-State fans got a chance to really see you shine, not only this past season, but for ever since 2020 when you broke onto the scene. And 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 I, I kind of want to go back as, as we get going with this. Tell me a little bit about your background because um, you've kind of had a unique journey to K-State. Just kind of tell me how that started and, and really um, about, your, about your personal background. Um, well, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. Uh, Moved to Lawrence, Kansas when I was about three years old um, with my whole family. And uh, pretty much, we'll fast forward to high school. Uh, I always wanted to play football at KU, really. Um, honestly, just being growing up in Lawrence um, and throughout my high school, like recruiting didn't pick up until about uh, my start of, the start of my junior year. Uh, went to a few camps, went to K-State camp. Uh, went to KU camp um, and pretty much uh, with my recruiting, K-State ended up offering me uh, first and uh, I kind of felt some type of way about it, uh, had, a, had a little hard feelings about it, but um, it is what it is. But K-State just did a great job recruiting me. Uh, they showed me love since day one. Um, and it just felt like it was it was right to be a cat. Um, so that's how I pretty much got to Kansas State. And growing up in Lawrence, you mentioned it. I mean, you said you wanted to play football for KU. Was that something that you always knew, even though they had their down times? I mean, I'm curious. There's been multiple K-State guys that have um, gone to K-State out of Lawrence. You think of Keenan Garber, who's still on the roster, Jack Stenine. Um, yeah. And yourself, I mean, just w w what's that like when you are getting recruited by a school that eh, maybe you weren't the biggest fan of, and obviously you end up coming here and, and having a lot of success. Just what was that? What was that like when they're recruiting you throughout that process? Yeah, uh, I mean, whenever a school is constantly uh, calling you, just showing love to you, it kind of makes the decision easy. Whether you're from Lawrence or you're from Manhattan and want to go to KU or K-State, um, whoever is just showing more love and more genuine love, at least, uh, it makes it kind of just easy to pick whether you're from a rival city or or not. Um, and with Jackson Keenan, those are two of my buddies. Uh, so after they saw me make that decision, um, I kind of got on the K-State uh, coaches and stuff and Taylor Bratt. Uh, to go get those guys as well. So uh, we succeeded with that and uh, yeah. Was there was there ever any thought about running track for you? I mean, with the speed that you have, I mean, you were very successful 
on the track as well, I'm assuming. Just did you get recruited for track? I mean, did you ever think about maybe doing both at K-State? Uh, I know that there's a lot of athletes that talk about how much that second sport helps them. Surely that was the yeah. case for you as well. Yeah, uh, for sure. In high school, uh, I ran track my freshman year and my sophomore year as well. Uh, and I ended up actually um, just calling it quits with track. Um, I was always fast and and stuff, but I just felt like I wanted to buckle down on football. And I kind of regret that, but um, it is what it is now. Um, but if I could go back, I would definitely keep running track, but I'm not a fan of just running for fun. So, <laughs> well, I, I can, I think there's a lot of people that are like that. It's kind of usually how it is. There's a lot of football players who say, we'll just take the running for the punishment. We don't actually want to compete in the running aspect of it. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, a lot of kids from Lawrence getting back to that um, you come, you go to, you go to K-State, you get there. Um, Daniel Green's talked about it. You guys, the Snyder soldiers, you get there yeah, and it's, it's coach Snyder's last season. What is that like? I mean, that had to have been uh, an interesting time for you, obviously as a true freshman, you come in and maybe not the most successful season in the world and, and kind of walk me through your true freshman season, because that is, that is a year that um, uh, goes under the radar for a lot of K-State fans. Yeah. Um, it was honestly a blessing to get that year in with Coach Snyder. Um, of course, it was hard work, but um, I feel like I learned so much uh, uh, just from his leadership um, and the whole staff then. Um, it never gets harder than Coach Snyder days. So uh, I just appreciate him and the whole staff just for pushing me um, and our whole team. Um, and it shows, it, it definitely shows. When, when you are a freshman and you're playing on the scout team and, and you're going against guys like Skylar Thompson, um, who was our last guest on the podcast, did you, did you have a feeling that, Ooh, like this, this guy, this guy's really good. I mean, what was the, what was the jump like going from playing 6A Kansas high school football to now you're a part of a, of a big 12 program. I have to imagine it was, it was a fairly significant jump. Definitely. Um, the game is just way, way faster. Uh, like your first practice, your first college practice, everything is just moving just so fast. Um, you don't even realize something just happened and it happened. Uh, but once, once you get the reps and, um, once you get the reps, I mean, that's all that matters. You'll be able to – the game will be able to slow down for you and um, and you'll be able to show show what you're about really then. But Skyler, he was a great player, and he is a great player, as we all know. Um, it, was, it was also a blessing to be able to have such a great leader in Skyler um, and just learn so much from him. So, yeah. And – we go back and we look at that freshman class for you guys. Um, one of the guys who was in that class as well is Jalen Pickle, uh, another Kansas yeah. kid. And I was just going back and looking at the 24-7 sports rankings uh, uh, that year in Kansas. And uh, you obviously it was you and JP were the ones that by far and away have had the most successful college career. I guess to any 
Kansas kid who is considering K State, what are what would you say would be the most uh, the the most positive thing that happened to you about staying in state and and going to K State? Um, of course, just uh, being at home, pretty much like it's just a quick hour and a half drive from Lawrence. Um, you you get to see your family. Uh, that's something I don't take for granted because I have a lot of teammates that live far and that get homesick and stuff. But uh, Kansas State is just a great school, and it's in Kansas. So it's just the perfect the perfect option, honestly. And so when we flash forward now, um, Coach Snyder, at the end of the season, obviously retires, and, and, and you're, you're stuck without a coach there for a little bit. Um, obviously, the transfer portal wasn't around like it is today. Um, right. what, what's going through your mind before you find out that Coach Kleiman's hired and, and you're kind of in this, you know, this interesting place because you are just coming off of a redshirt season. You're still trying to figure out the system, and now you're going to be given a completely new system uh, with four years of eligibility left. Is, was there ever any thought about I might try and try something else? What's kind of your mindset before you know Coach Kleiman uh, is hired? Um, I mean – Honestly, throughout that that whole process, uh, my family took a big role in that, uh, just telling me just to trust the process um, and um, just to stick with it. At no point was I thinking I was going to leave or transfer or any of that, honestly. Um, I was just going to trust the process and um, try to make the the most out of whatever situation because it's also a fresh slate, clean slate. Um, and you get to show them what you got. Yeah. And then obviously coach Kleiman is hired, um, the following season and you guys have a pretty good year, but I think, you know, and um, you weren't exactly a prominent player on, on that team, played in some special teams games. And I think the story of Echo Boydo really starts, um, in 2020, uh, that is obviously the COVID season. First of all, I mean, it had to have been a crazy time, not just for you, but for the entire team. Um, you start that season off, not only with a loss to an Arkansas State team, uh, you, yeah. you turn around and then I think that is the game where you just decided to introduce yourself to K-State Nation. Kind of walk me through that time in particular. Before you play Oklahoma, what is going on internally? I know there was some discussion about, you know, you might not even be able to play because of um, the number of guys you had at the time. And, and your story is well documented, obviously, um, going from scout team to starting in a matter of a few days. But yeah. kind of take me inside that week and, and what all did that entail that led up to your first start at Oklahoma in 2020? Yeah, um, I was actually playing scout team offense, uh, then uh, giving our K-State defense a look. Um, So I wasn't really, of course, I was in the game plan and stuff. Like, I was watching film and stuff. But uh, honestly, I was just in my role of just playing scout team wide receiver. Uh, And we had some kids go down for for COVID. and I think it was like a Wednesday. Um, so I had one more practice, which is like our uh, walkthrough type day um, on that Thursday. And they told me I was going to start. 
And uh, I feel like um, throughout that whole season and even the year before, uh, I just prepared myself the right way. Um, I never was just like, oh, I'm going to take the shortcut uh, because I don't play or whatever. Um, I stayed in the film room um, and I was ready when the opportunity came. Of course, it was it was definitely nerve wracking knowing I was playing in my first start uh, against such a, such a great team in Oklahoma. Uh, but it was it was just a great experience. Did you guys kind of wrapping this together um, and kind of flashing forward before we finish up our conversation about the 2020 season. Did you guys need that 2020 season to come together and, and ultimately lead to brighter days in 21 and obviously being a big 12 championship in 2022? Did you, did you guys need that time in 2020 to learn and grow together? Definitely. I mean, we went through so much adversity, uh, just playing with limited guys because of the whole COVID situation. Um, and we we just came out better than we were. So I, the adversity was great, honestly. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I feel like when we look at that 2020 season, there was a lot of highs, obviously, included the win over Oklahoma, one of the best comebacks um, K-State's seen in a long time. Um, you guys also went through that losing streak, which rolls it over to 2021, and you guys um, and you personally hold down the cornerback position. It also brings in um, a guy by the name of Julius Brents, who's another guy, along with yourself, who's getting a lot of um, next-level uh, pub for for the NFL. Um, when Julius announced he was coming to Kansas State after the 2020 season, before the 2021 season, did you know anything about him? When did you develop a relationship with with Julius Brents, and and how have you seen him grow from that moment until where he is today? Yeah, um, I mean, I just saw we were getting a six four, long, big corner, and I mean. It usually goes well when you have one of those. Uh, Julius, he he came in and he competed since day one. Uh, he's just he's just a great leader, um, and he makes us all better. He made me better from day one. Uh, I honestly I wouldn't be here where I'm at right now without without Julius. Um, we would just push each other, and yeah, I just he's a great player, and he's going to do great things uh, and have a really long career in the NFL. And the man that is behind all that, obviously, is your former position coach in Van Malone. And, you know, yeah. we get a chance to talk with Coach Malone a lot in, in the media. And I, I'm struck every single time we talk to him how he's not a head coach. Um, yeah. That is a man who deserves a head coaching position. What kind of coach is he? Obviously, we see him on the field, X's and O's. But the relationship you guys have, I mean, that seems like it's one that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Right. Um, I mean, just with Coach Malone, he's he's obviously a great coach, as we all know. Um, uh, 
uh, he just he gives us ownership of our room, um, which I think is is just a great way of coaching. Um, and uh, me and Julius, obviously, we were the leaders of that room, and uh, um, he just gave us ownership of it, and and we were just a family since day one. Uh, we all meshed very well, and Coach Malone would always push us. Um, and just pretty much take everything out of us uh, so we can be great. So I, I appreciate Coach Malone um, more than he knows, and uh, we wouldn't be here without what he brings to the table. I, I feel like that is one of those guys who does everything right, and not very many people know about him who aren't around the program. Um, he just seems like the kind of guy who will – players have talked about and yourself included you'll go to bat for him every single time right. that's also a common theme amongst all of last year's team was just how together not only the staff was but the players were as well and that kind of leads me to, to this this past season um when did you realize that the 2022 version of kansas state had a chance to be really dang good um, really in the off season, uh, Coach Kleiman, like I said about ownership, giving us ownership of the team, um, he would always just present that to us, that it was our team and um, that we could go as far as we want. Um, and that really just gives us a, an extra edge uh, to play for our coaches and to play for Kansas State Nation. Um, and... I mean, there there wasn't really one specific moment where I knew we were going to be great, but just a lot of different moments um, throughout our off season and during the season. I feel like one of the moments that really defined you guys was the first TCU game. Um, yeah. Obviously, you guys had the loss against Tulane, responded with a bunch of wins in a row. Did you guys go to TCU? And that, that game, I, I just feel like, talking to the players after the game, some of the players after the game, when it seemed like everybody got hurt. Did you feel like you knew you guys were going to get a shot at them again? Definitely. Um, I mean, what we were up at half by at least a touchdown or two. Um, we knew that we can com compete with them uh, from that game. Like you said, we had a bunch of dudes go down. Um, but uh, after that game, we knew that we were going to see them again. I remember uh, towards the end of the game, I think they are kneeling the ball or, or whatever. Um, and me and some of my other teammates were just telling them, we're going to see you guys again. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, do, we definitely had that edge. And we knew we were going to be back in the Big 12 championship to see them. And and you guys did that, um, obviously. And a lot of that had to do with um, guys like Will Howard stepping up, uh, obviously coming in for an injured Adrian. And, and he completely changed the offense. But it felt like the defense always stayed pretty strong. Uh, you guys, no matter what, were, were always kept the team in the game. And so you, take me into that TCU game, obviously, um, in the Big 12 championship. We'll talk about, you know, how your injury a little bit. Um, I'm curious to know you know, kind of the mindset after that happened. But heading into the game against TCU was, did it feel different? Did prep feel different? Did you feel like 
when you took the field for warmups that like this was a completely different game or did your preparation kind of lead it to lead you to believe that this was just another game on the schedule? Um, the second thing you said, uh, just the preparation, uh, all, all the outside noise, um, obviously it's there and it's in the back of your head, uh, just knowing it's the big 12 championship, but, um, preparation is definitely key. Uh, for me, I, I was able to just clear out all the outside noise and I feel like a lot of my teammates were able to as well. Um, and that's thanks to the coaches just for, uh, reiterating that throughout the week. Um, but uh, coming into it, obviously, you're going to have those jitters. You're playing in the Big 12 championship, everything you've worked for. Um, but we, I think we, we handled it uh, the right way um, and let our preparation show. And then the, you obviously had get injured um, in, in, towards the beginning part of that game on a big play. I think a lot of people um, maybe forget how important of a play that was. You broke up a pass that could have been a touchdown and would have make, completely changed the, the course of the game. But when you get hurt, I mean, are you thinking you have a chance to go back in when you went down? Did you know, like, ooh, this is, this is probably not very good? Just what's your mindset as soon as that happens? Um, I thought there was a chance I could come back in. Um, I've had my shoulder kind of come out of place before, uh, but – um, I wasn't really able to take off my pads and, um, and once I did get them on, I wasn't able to put them back on. So, uh, it, it was what it was, uh, but I just took, played my role in supporting my teammates. Um, and I'm just glad we came out with the, with the win. That's all that matters to me. Got the ring. That's, that's the important part. Um, exactly. The guy that stepped, the guy that stepped up in that game is Jacob Parrish. I know K State fans yeah. uh, maybe did not know a lot about him um, before the season started, and and he played a played a role throughout the year. But I think um, kind of the, the the nation was introduced to to Jacob uh, filling in for you actually when you got hurt. Um, how good can Jacob Parrish be? It seems like there's a lot of upside there. Yeah, I think Jacobs, he's going to be a great player. Um, just from day one, he showed how how he was a competitor. And you can kind of just see that uh, when a guy comes in and you kind of just know that they're, they're going to be good one day. Uh, so I'm excited for Jacob. And I think he's going to, he has a, he has tremendous, tremendous upside. And um, he's going to be a cat to remember for sure. So let's kind of let's kind of move forward now um, and talk about what's next for you. Um, we talked about the pro day, obviously, and 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 I and I read somewhere you'll be going to a Chiefs camp. Is that is that correct? You're going to be um, and working out for some more NFL teams. Just what does the process look like for you um, now, from leading up till now until you know maybe even potentially up to this summer? Yeah, um, tomorrow I'll actually be going up to. Uh, work out with the chiefs um and uh after that uh we'll we'll just hear it'll be by he ear and we'll just see um where we're at uh with other teams and interviews and stuff so yeah we'll just we'll just see from after that honestly how excited are you for this 
next portion of your life. And I can imagine leaving K-State, you had the extra year of eligibility if you would want to, then your sixth year, sixth year in college. I know there's not a lot of people that's been six years in college, but how hard, I guess, the choice was it? And, and how, how excited are you to what the future could potentially hold? Um, it was it was tough just because of the people uh, at K State. Uh, we just built lifelong relationships, um, so it was tough on me for sure. But I also have dreams and aspirations uh, for myself, um, which is playing in the NFL, and um, I'm just excited for for what's next. And then one of the last things, got a few more for you before we. Um, close out the podcast but the one thing that I feel like if there's one thing you can go back and change the interceptions that is like one of the most random stats I think not only in your career but for really any K-State player you started 35 games 27 games in a row and you never managed to get an interception is is that just because teams just decided not to throw your way I mean that has to be that has to be something that has has bugged you for your entire career. It definitely has bugged me. Um, I don't know how it happens, honestly. Uh, I mean, I just gotta come through whenever opportunities are presented to me. Um, but there's not much to say about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there really isn't. What are you gonna do, right? Sometimes the ball is thrown your way. And- and sometimes it's not. And, and and before I let you go, I want to ask you about your favorite memory um, at Kansas State. I know you guys were a part of a, a lot of a good times, but if there's one thing that sticks out above the rest to you, what's your favorite memory about your time uh, in Manhattan? Um, it would have to be uh, the Big 12 championship, uh, even though I got hurt. Um, but just seeing Ty kick it through, like that that feeling is just stuck for life uh all we've worked worked for for five years um finally came true and um that's definitely a feeling that i'll never forget well echo i appreciate you joining me on on this edition of fighting ever fighting good luck to you i know k-state nation will be rooting for you and uh look forward to to talking to you again go cats Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!